it's okay to say today is my new day. Today is I'm going to actually act on the things I said I was going to do that I haven't done. Yeah. Today is the day I'm going to approach it differently and with the new eyes and a new perspective. And I'm going to be conscious of it because I know it's very easy to go back to the thinking of yesterday. But I know I got to stay really conscious of it and know that today I've decided this is going to be a restart. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Being yeah, mindful all of this. the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward J. Copeland. How's it going? Oh, I like that one. Yeah. I was great. Quick and fast, huh? Well, welcome to <laughs> episode 151. It's a beautiful sunny day outside. Oh man, 151. It gets me some very distinct memories. Of what? A prom, but Why? we won't go because my friends miss prom because oh, one fifty one is that an alcohol? Alcohol, yeah. Mm. Story for another day. Well, I mean, that could be your quick what in the world. Is that a what in the world? Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll save it because I think you have a pretty good what in the world. So I'll save the one fifty one story. Okay. Here's my what in the world. My dad, Craig Coley, is a crazy man. Mm. Would you agree? One hundred percent. He's very unpredictable. He's like flammable like you never know what you're well, gonna get out of him so one spark can blow things up <laughs> one spark he could blow up anything okay <laughs> he does it all in good humor but you just never know what you're gonna get it's the thing that you love about him but also the thing you're always quite concerned like should i bring him to this right because it, he might be too much for people yeah. Anyways, I know you're listening, Dad. I love you. <laughs> and people are going to understand exactly what I mean by your personality being flammable. <laughs> That's a funny word. Um, <laughs> when I tell this story. So the other so you day. you say he's a fire hazard. <laughs> he is a fire hazard for sure. So the other night, Jordan and I, I want to say it's Friday night. We go to Chick-fil-A. She had a busy week. We decided that we were going to look for a job for her, summer job. By the way, here's another what in the world. You have to be 18 to work at most places now, which I think is completely ludicrous mm. because I got a work permit when I was 15 and a half. Yeah. I started working in a grocery store. You started working at McDonald's at 15 and a half. And I feel like kids, especially these days, they need to be off of their phone. They don't play outside anymore. So they need to get out and have some social skills, start learning how to serve customers and start learning how, I don't care whether you're mopping the floor, learn how to flip a burger. I don't care. You need to learn some skill, not just sit there for the summer. Long 100%. story short, everywhere, basically in Los Angeles, California, you have to be over 18. So Jordan goes on a job interview. We find a place. She goes on a job interview. The next day she gets job offered, which is Friday. So she's super excited. She did exceptionally well. I was really proud of her. A little bittersweet because she's our last and final child that, you know, I took her to breakfast that, the morning of her interview. We did some mock interviewing and I was really, she's, all three of our kids are very articulate, I think, because we never talked to them like babies, but it was a little bittersweet because I was like, wow, we've successfully coached three daughters into 
becoming successful adults and scoring jobs and like making a good impression and being able to articulate themselves and like sell themselves. Right. Yeah. So I was like really proud. Anyway, she gets a job. So she's like, I'm going to call my Papa Coley. So we're, we order our food. We're in line at Chick-fil-A and they tell us right before we call my dad, they tell us, okay, we don't quite have your stuff. So please, could you pull around and go to uh, the parking? Like we just, I don't have a problem with it because Chick-fil-A is so efficient. Yeah. Like I feel like if God wanted me to wait in line at Chick-fil-A, okay, that's fine. Because they're note. always so, ha- so what? Yeah, I was going to say Chick-fil-A people are not really real. Everyone knows that. What they does are, that mean? They are cloned individuals that Chick-fil-A produces in some type of factory because no one on the planet is that nice, that well put together. I mean, they've got their shirts tucked in, belts in, smiling every single day. Yeah. Never a bad day. Exceptional employees. Not one person knows someone who works for Chick-fil-A. Okay. I, it's proven. Go it ahead. is true. Continue with they the story. They all <laughs> also have biblical names. Every <laughs> one of them. Christian, Grace, Christian, Hope, Paul. Josiah. <laughs> Elijah, every one of them is like a <laughs> descendant. You know they're not real. Yeah, they're descendants from heaven, yeah, honestly. Like 100%. they've been sent down specifically <laughs> to, to work chicken. at Chick fil A. So that kind of segues into the beginning of the story, which I left out. We pull into the Chick fil A drive through. They've got two lines at this particular Chick-fil-A and this guy's just weaving through the traffic, right? And all of a sudden, I it's my turn to pull up. So I go to pull up and he walks right in front of my car. And so I stop and then he comes over to my window and he says, I just realized that I walked right in front of your moving vehicle and I want to apologize. And I said, I just realized that you put your entire life in my hands. And so I want to thank you for that great honor. So we start laughing and he was just really, really over the top. Great customer service. Of course. Hands down, my favorite person at Chick-fil-A. But I I forgot to ask for his name because we had such a great conversation. And so we pulled off and Jordan goes, he brought me great joy. I said, he brought me great joy, too. He's probably the best Chick-fil-A employee I've ever met in my life. That's a big that's a big uh, right title right there. And then we get to the next guy whose name was Jonathan and he was good. He was average. But because the previous guy was so good, it just kind of dimmed his light. Mm. So I was like, you got to step it up. Right. Step it up. Anyways, we get to the front, we pay and our food's not ready. So we have to pull into a parking lot or a parking space. So we're waiting there patiently and I see the guy that was helping us with the great service kind of now he's running in and out doing a different thing like giving the food like this guy was all over the place. You're right. Jesus did send him because he was everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I rolled down my window because I see him walking towards me with a ton of bags. Mind you, we're on the phone on speakerphone inside of the car with my dad and Jordan tells him, Papa, I got a job. And he goes, what? what are you, nine? (laughs) What do you mean you got a job? So we're like laughing and having this great conversation and she's telling him all about it. He's super proud of her. And then I roll down the window because I see the guy coming. I go, hey, what's your name? And he's like, Connor. And he goes, here's your food. Thank you guys for your patience, this and that. I was like, Connor, thank you so much, right? So I'm chatting with Connor. He's giving me my stuff. My dad, you guys, on the loudspeaker in my car, my windows are down. On the speakerphone. It's loud because... You know, it's loud in my car. And he goes, 
Stay away from my granddaughter, Connor, you little dick. <laughs> Loud on the speaker. And I, my eyes get big and Connor just looks and we start laughing. And he goes, I mean it, God damn it, Connor. I go, Connor, thank you so much. Oh, my God. I'm trying to re- I'm trying to roll my window up so fast. So Connor's got all these other Chick-fil-A bags and he's like confused walking to the other cars. And as I'm rolling up my window, my dad is getting louder and louder. I mean it, you little dick. Stay away from her she's 16 years old you have no business and he's just talking shit right and it's so loud and so we're mortified because connor was by far the best employee ever my dad called him a little dick and said stay away from my granddaughter that's okay connor forgave him oh it was great connor went home and talked about that for sure (laughs) so that's my father that's my one in the world those are moments where you one you'll never forget and connor will never forget Ever. Yeah. I hope I never forget that because we laughed so damn hard. And I was like, Dad, you cannot. And he, it was like he wasn't even listening to us. And then he called today. This is days later, you guys. And he goes, Jordan, I got to tell you, I had a nightmare about that little prick, Connor. He goes, I don't know what happened, but he was trying to mess with you. He was in a jack-in-the-box costume, and I was trying to chase him in my dream, but my feet were stuck in quicksand, and I couldn't get to that little dick. And so... It was so oh funny that, yeah, I had to share that with you. That's my what in the world. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so there so, you, you know, have that. When next time you're in a, uh, you know, the Chick-fil-A drive through just hang up whoever you're talking to, especially <laughs> if you're talking to Tino's uh, <laughs> dad. Yeah. Don't go to a place like Chick-fil-A where they all have biblical names and then your father yells, say with my granddaughter, you little dick. Yeah, oh, he, oh probably, he probably prayed for him. He for sure. But Connor yeah. didn't have a biblical name. Well, you know, I think it is somewhat biblical because the savior of Terminator, the movie, is is named after Connor. What? Yeah. So okay, some moving type on. Of connection there. So <laughs> this episode, we're going to talk to you about how to rest and reclaim your life, and why is that? It's summer. It's summer, y'all. I mean, in the United States, it's summer. I don't, I don't know what season it is in. You know, you know what I love people from other countries to say, oh, where are you going on for where are you going for your holiday? Where are you going for holiday? Yeah. Wait, holiday? It's yeah. not a holiday. It's vacation. Yeah. We just but that's what different it is. things. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So we're holidaying. Yeah. So with summer, you know, obviously better weather. Um, many times your kids are out of school. You know, there's less traffic. So in, in the summer, there's often more time that you can take advantage of mm-hmm. to kind of rest, recover, recuperate. Uh, some people, they use it you know, for grind time, depending on what you do. Uh, but I think what we're trying to communicate is, is how you do that and, and, and some of the different ways that you can kind of restart yourself and get, get going. Yeah. Okay. So we've got some tips that we're just going to kind of roll, yeah, roll with. Let's roll it. How do you recover? Like some people might be listening to this and saying like, well, that must be nice that my kids are on vacation, but I actually don't get a break. I don't right. get a vacation right now. I'm in grind season. I'm a small business owner. Like yeah. I, it doesn't stop. I still have a nine to five. I still got to go to work. And so we're going to share some tips on how you can still rest, recover, recharge, rejuvenate yourself, even though you may have a nine to five. Because let's be real. Most of you are working eight hours a day. If not more. If not, well, yeah. Yeah. Let's just say, though, the average person who has a job is working eight hours a day. Maybe you're commuting for an hour, but for the most part, you're sleeping about seven, eight hours a night, which you should be. And then you have eight hours of kind of like, what is that? Is that commute time? Is that, are you spending time meal prepping? Are you on social media? Do you go to the gym? Do you have family functions? You have about eight hours of playtime, eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work on the days that you have work. 
Yeah, and I think it, although this this was kind of sparked because of the summer, and, and but it really, really is about how you take advantage of those gaps. Like what you do with those five, 10, 20, maybe an hour gaps in your day that you can take those moments to refresh yourself, to you know get to a place of re rest so that you can come back to the world or come back to that task at hand mm -hmm. um, with a different intensity and with more purpose. Okay, so, so you go. So no, so, <laughs> no, so, so I was gonna say is like, so the first thing I think is about like, how do you recover? Like, mm -hmm. what does it mean to recover? And we're in this busy life that we're, you know, you're going, 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 grind, you know, you know, whether you're running a business or you have a career or you have a family that you're taking care of, you're constantly nonstop. Yeah. And if you don't take time to recover and what we mean by that is heal uh, or mend your mind, then what ends up happening is that like everything starts to bleed into each other. Right? Yeah. When I think about recovery, I think about when we go to the gym and we work really hard and it's a certain you know, muscle group, let's say your biceps and you overtrain them that day, just like you're probably overtraining mm. your mind or overstimulating yourself with your busy packed calendar. Um, if you really truly want to recover, you need a rest day. Yeah. And you need to give those muscles a break in order to rest and heal and kind of like remend themselves. And so the same is true for you. You can't be on level 10 max max capacity max speed all hours of the day every single day 365 days right you've got to give yourself the ability to recover those muscles including your brain including your stimulation including like everything that you're probably just constantly overworking and you have to stop yeah you have to like i mean even if it's for 10 minutes you have to just stop mm -hmm. and you just have to kind of sit and just say okay, the last two, three hours have been crazy. Mm -hmm. The last day has been insane. And I just need to stop and I need to sit here and I need to just let myself heal a little bit from all the going, going, going. Mm -hmm. And I think that that to me is the first kind of step is, is, to, is to really recover. Yep. So step number one, recover. Moving on to step number two, and that is restore. I feel like for me, restore means to put things back in place and you know, put things where they go. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. So restore. I don't know. What does restore mean for you? I think it's like, like I, I've had the last couple of weeks have been really chaotic and crazy. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, from you can be as organized as possible, but you have constant things that invade your the space that you put aside for certain tasks. And mm -hmm. so you constantly have this like your brain is disorganized. Like mm -hmm. you can't even like like you're forgetting things or you something, you know, slips through the cracks. And before you know it, like you feel way behind, mm -hmm. right? And so sometimes you have to say, okay, I need to, I need to not only recover, but I need to restore myself, meaning I, I need to reassess and I need to just kind of sit here and say, okay, how do I just calmly put things back into place and, mm -hmm. and in order and remember what's the most important thing? To me, that's the restorative. Like that gives me back into a place like, okay, I feel energized again because one, I stopped and let myself heal. And then two, I said, let me reorganize my mind. Yeah, I think for me, when I think of restoring, I think of like if I take off a couple of days or go on vacation, when I come back because I have systems in place that tell me like these are all of the things that you left when you left. Right. Now I can dive back in and kind of restore some of the things that I was working on and like things are in place and I know how to pull them back out and kind of like start again. Does that right. make sense? 100%.
Number three would be to reroute. So rerouting. I, I like rerouting because <laughs> in the previous episode, we talked about how terrible you are with GPS. And I feel like a lot of times when we're going, 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 sometimes we forget what direction we're going in. Right. Sometimes we wind up on the wrong path. And this, you know, leads me to believe that like busy women, a lot of times we're moms, we're wives, we say yes to friggin' PTA stuff, we say yes to overextending ourselves in a lot of areas. And I feel like if you're constantly overworked, I feel like you need to like check your routes. Like mm. you have committed to saying yes to dropping two kids off at school every day that are not your kids. And now it's not bringing you joy. So right. we need to reroute, like cut that part of the GPS off. <laughs> and so that's kind of what comes to mind for me. I think of the GPS and all the little blue lines. And I feel like some of those blue lines that are making you crazy, you've said yes to. Yeah. So what things can you cut out and eliminate that will help you reroute and maybe redesign a new path that doesn't feel so stressful, that doesn't feel so... Um, so much like your stress so thin. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Because I think that when we really feel stress and we really feel like overwhelmed, mm -hmm. we feel like we need to change the destination. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I sh maybe I shouldn't be doing this or yeah. maybe I should be doing something different. Here I am trying to start right. a business, but I have all these other responsibilities. Right. My thing so, is reroute right. the GPS because we know where we want to go. So don't change the damn destination. Right. But you got all these other side routes that you said yes to. Can we eliminate some of those and really focus on the destination ahead? A hundred percent. And a lot of times because the path has been laid out or you can see it clearly, it doesn't mean it's the right path for you to take. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was you know, going to play golf the other day and I was looking at the GPS and I turned my the GPS for the car on. And then I also turned my phone just to see, like, why does this seem like it's going to take forever? And I was like, am I on the right route? Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not going to change my destination. I mean, that's where I'm going. But I didn't realize I didn't I, I didn't believe that this was the right route. And lo and behold, when I turned my phone on, it gave me a different route that mm. cut my time by 10 minutes. Mm. Right. And so sometimes it's about slowing down and saying, OK, let me forecast where this path is taking me. Well, that path looks like it's going to be weathered with obstacles and issues and traffic and things that come up where I could probably pick this path right here. And it says it's going to save me 10 minutes. Yeah. And that may be like we like we, we sell a course, right? And we we know that the course that we sell for business, passion, and profit is a reroute for some people mm -hmm. because some people have gone on the path to start their business, but they don't have the right tools. They don't have the right information. They don't have the right knowledge. Maybe they don't have the right inspiration. And so we'd say, hey, when you buy a course like this, you're paying for speed. Mm -hmm. And so we're rerouting you because we're imparting all of our experiences and things that we've gone through to use so that you don't have to go through them. Yeah. Right? I think we're actually doing number four, which is rewiring people. <laughs> well, part of it. Yeah, um, 100%. And so rewiring, I think, leads me to think of, you know, the habits that you have daily. Right. There's a whole entire, speaking of the course that we teach Passion and Profit, there's a whole entire week that we spend on your habits. You know, are you in the habit of overreacting? Are you in the habit of being a people pleaser? Are you in the habit of having a messy ass car or a purse that has a wallet that's over full of receipts, you know, overflowing with receipts? Those things lead to disorganization, which then bleed into other areas of your life. And sometimes you don't realize that the habits that you have are actually the, the things that are causing all of the havoc in your life. Right. And so rewiring is a huge step in kind of identifying like what habits are causing the chaos in my life and what would if I removed them? What if I remapped up, like kind of put everything together? 
but it's going to take some time to rewire because usually you'll go back to some of those habits because they're familiar. But I think it's a good exercise during the summer. We're halfway through the year. What things did you want to rewire in January when yeah. you made commitments, right? Some of you were like, I don't want to procrastinate this year. I really want to be uh, hitting targets and objectives in my business. I really want to get a promotion. I really want to earn more money. I really want to book a gig. I really want to buy an investment property. And this rewiring step is really to kind of do a half yearly check-in to see, have you developed the habits and skills and routines that are going to get you where you're trying to go at the end of the year? Yeah. And so the, the key to this is like the really the science, like when you build a habit, you are actually wiring neurons, like the neurons in your brain are making different connections. And when you do it over and over, it's a smooth connection because your brain is constantly trying to be the most efficient it could possibly be to save you energy, to save you pain, all those things. And so creating a new habit, especially during a time like the summer or during the time where you have space to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to change my whole routine in the morning mm -hmm. because I realize that I'm not getting the results I want. I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I'm going to change my night routine and I'm going to rewire myself to do that so that I can produce different outcomes in my life. And that's a, an important step because after you've done everything, you've healed, you've recovered, you've restored, you've done all these different things, you may still find that, hey, I got the right route, but maybe I don't have the right routines around my money. I don't have the right routines when it comes to my health. And, and those habits really stack. And that's how you get better outcomes in life with the right types of habits. So, so in this time of recovery, rewire. Mm -hmm. And then that leads me to number five, which is restart. I think the first thing people are going to think was, I wish I had a restart button, kind of like a Nintendo. Remember when like your old school Nintendo, you'd be playing a game and all of a sudden it starts skipping. You're like, damn, I got to restart. Right. Even though I'm in the middle of a really good game and I've got four extra men or, or whatever. And freezes. Sometimes you just got to restart. I restart my computer sometimes. Sometimes we have to just restart the things that... We just have to press pause and restart the entire game of Janelle's life or Eddie's life. Yeah. And what I does think, that mean? Because yeah. I feel like it, it sounds like it's drastic, but I think every morning you get to restart. And that's what I was going to say is like restart. You, we are given this gift every single day if we wake up of a brand new day. And so I think that so often people like don't believe that they can change overnight. And in a lot of cases you can because if you have a new day, that means you have an opportunity to do things differently, mm -hmm. right? And so if you decided that you're going to rewire, now it's time to say, hey, let's have some grace for the past, right? And I think that that's a tough thing for people to do. The hardest part about changing is forgiving yourself for the past and saying, I'm, I'm going to be a new, different person today. And that's what a restart is, is, is saying it's okay to say today is my new day. Mm -hmm. Today is I'm going to actually act on the things I said I was going to do that I haven't done. Yeah. Today is the day I'm going to approach it differently and with the new eyes and a new perspective. And I'm going to be conscious of it because I know it's very easy to go back to the thinking of yesterday, but I know I got to stay really really conscious of it and, and know that today I've decided this is going to be a restart. And then the next day is a restart. I think a lot of times people take it for granted, though. 100%. Like you feel like you need something life changing to have a restart. And really, if you wake up the next morning and you didn't like how the shitty day before was, then we have the opportunity to restart today and do different things so we don't repeat the same habits. Right. right. And then continue to get the same outcomes. But thinking of restarting, we watched a movie last night and it's called Hustle. 
Yep. And it was a basketball movie. My dad actually, right after he cussed Connor out, um, told us about <laughs> this, this movie. This is a heartwarming movie. <laughs> yeah. This really heartwarming movie. And it's called Hustle. It's Adam Sandler, who's married to Queen Latifah. So he said that. And I go, Queen Latifah and Adam Sandler. How is that even? What do you mean they're a married couple? He goes, honey, I got to tell you, somehow it works. They're yeah. a great couple. Yeah. And he was right. So it's a great movie. But anyways, when they were uh, the coach, basically, Adam Sandler was like teaching and training this basketball player. And he was in his head. You know, mm. he was like beating himself up or if someone said something and got under his skin, he was like, if he missed a shot, he was like, it's not about the shot you took and missed. Right. It's about the next shot that you're going to take. Like, yeah. what will you do differently? And so that reminds me of Restart. Yeah, I love that. We all can leave what we did in the past and we can focus on like, it's not ever about that. It's about what we choose to do going forward. 100%. Moving on to number six, which is remove. I mean, I kind of talked about this in the GPS because I'm like, nope, get rid of that blue line. Don't want that. Nope, don't. I don't want to be a PTA mom. Nope. But I do think that oftentimes we sign up for things not really understanding that they will impact our life in a way that we didn't really fully think through. I'm guilty of that all yeah. the time. If I say I'm going to you know, commit to something and it sounds good at the time or I feel bad for you and so I sign up for this and then you know, weeks in or a month in, I'm like, why did I do this to myself? I have to really kind of go back and say, I'm not being true to how this is affecting me now and so I have to kind of remove that situation or that commitment and then I do this often, you'll, you could attest to this. Like, I think that a lot of times when we're overwhelmed, we're just overcommitted. And I feel like if you're wanting these blessings and you're wanted to, wanting to take these leaps of advancement, you have to really clear a path. Mm. And so I think you've got to remove some of yeah. the distractions, remove some of the bullshit, remove some of the commitments that are in the way of you getting to where you're trying to go. So yeah. I'm a big remover. Yeah. And I think that when you kind of radically remove things, two things come to mind. One, sometimes you got to remove the potential opportunities, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot of times in our courses, we say that, you know, creators and creative people have kind of all of these ideas that pop up and then all of these ideas turn into new goals and all those goals get spread out. But when you think about it, you can't achieve them all, mm -hmm. right? And so sometimes removal is one of those things where you say, okay, even though I can do these things, doesn't, doesn't mean, mean I, I should, should, right? And so now I got to get to a place where I got to get rid of these things so that I can focus on what matters most. And so that is a, it's a great place to re-refresh yourself and saying, let me let go of all these things because everything, every idea that you have that turns into a goal becomes a burden, mm -hmm. right? And now I got to carry the burden of all these things I'm trying to carry. Sometimes you just got to get rid of them so that you can move faster and swifter with more efficiency. Yeah. The second part of removal is- Well, can the, I say something about that? Yeah. Because if you're creative, like my brain is, or a lot of the people that we serve that have businesses, anytime something new, shiny, and like what seems like a good opportunity pops up, you know, we will run towards it. Yeah. And opportunities will always find you. Like when you start to have this abundance mm. mindset, you'll know that there will always be opportunities. But is it the right time for you to pursue that opportunity or is that something that you can table? Right. And so it doesn't mean that if you don't pursue it, oh, it was a missed opportunity and great, I missed that. It means that you were focused and disciplined on the, the other 25 <laughs> things that you're working on trying to bring to fruition first so that when you get to that next level, better opportunities will find you. 
right? right? And so I think in the beginning stages of starting a business, you look at any opportunity as an opportunity you have to jump on, and then you get to a place where you're overwhelmed. And so I think if if that's speaking to you, I'm suggesting that perhaps you remove some of that uh, scarcity mindset around like, I don't want to miss out on this yeah. because this could be the thing that blows me up. That's the thing that's actually confusing the shit out of you. That's 100%. making you feel so tired and overwhelmed. And it's also making you feel like you're constantly behind because you're not ever focused on the five important things that are tied to the big goal that you should be focused on, not being distracted by all these other air quote opportunities. Yeah, I love that. And I think the other piece that I was going to referring to next is, is your environment. The one toxic thing, the thing that drains you of your energy is other people sometimes mm -hmm. or the environment that you're in. And so if you're finding yourself tired and fatigued and frustrated and angry and all those things that are energy reducers that they suck you, right? You got you probably have energy vampires in your life that are sucking you dry or, or you're allowing them to suck you dry because of the position you've given them in your life. And I'm going to say that clearly. You're allowing them to suck you dry because of the position you've given them in your life. You've given them a position of power where they have the ability to, to remove energy from you and enthusiasm from you. And so now you are drained and you can't pursue the things that you know you want to pursue. Okay, so that could be people, that yep. could be social media, that mm -hmm. could be a poor diet, that could be watching too much television on the couch, feeling you know lethargic, and then you're not doing anything to create energy. And so I just want to be clear, those vampires don't necessarily have to be bad people in your right. life. They could be bad habits that you have that need to be removed. A hundred percent. But you have to understand that you have given those things power. Mm -hmm. It is not them. You have to change the position they have in your life. Maybe you're not in a situation where you can remove someone. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe mm -hmm. you can't remove your kids. Right. But you have to give them a different role in, in, in your life than you're currently giving them. Yeah, so right? I think it, we have to reclaim the power. 100%. There's another R for you. There you go. <laughs> All right, next one, number seven, is reset. So go ahead, talk about reset. So sometimes, like, we have our internet, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes the kids will say, the internet's not working, the mm -hmm. Wi-Fi's not working. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, well, the Wi-Fi is not broken. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is the internet coming into the house is still there, mm -hmm. right? Spectrum is still working. Well, mm -hmm. something in our system it has now... Got, has gone awry, right? Mm -hmm. Something's not working. And sometimes you just got to unplug it for 15 seconds, quick pause and plug it back in and let it recalibrate and say, okay, I'm ready to roll. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it's not about like taking in a day off, right? Some people say, I got to need a whole day. No, sometimes it's like, okay, I need 15 seconds to reset, mm -hmm. right? And just kind of re, okay, I need to get things back on order, you know, back on track and let me go again. And so those are times in your day where you're tired, you're fatigued, or, or you find yourself confused or frustrated. You just got to say, okay, can I close my eyes for 15 seconds and just reset mm -hmm. and then and, and go again? I mean, for me, if I'm feeling like lethargic during a work day, I will stop, get up, and I will go walk around the block. Yeah. Like I could walk around the block in less than four minutes. Mm. Or sometimes I'll get up and I'll just do like 25 jumping jacks. Not now because of foot surgery, but figuring out something that will give you back just a little burst of energy is usually like closer to your control than you think that it is. Yeah, I do it when I'm working out. Sometimes I'm doing a leg workout exercise and I'll do a quick pause, adjust myself, like have a really good like self-affirmation mm -hmm. conversation. Like, okay, you got this E. And then boom, I'm do back at it Do you call yourself E? I do. Like when I'm on that's the That's your nickname I'm to like, yourself? Yeah. I'm wow. like, let's go E, let's go. And like, that's my E. Okay. <laughs> 
I've never in <laughs> 17 and a half years called you E, but you I'm, shouldn't be calling e, me E because yeah. that's my, that's e. my, I mean, I have, friends that, call, my, I have friends that call me E, but you know, mm. um, wow. <laughs> you learn something new about your spouse every day. Uh, so that's your nickname. Yeah, and that's so interesting. And that's my nickname. And so when I want to give myself a quick reset in the middle of a workout or work day, and I know that, I, like, hey, I'm uh, that last conversation I had, that last moment, I could have done something better or mm. different. I need a, a quick reset to gather myself, clear up the noise, and go right back at it again. All righty. There you go. <laughs> I'm moving into the last one, which is number eight, and that is reflection. I think, is it this episode I talked about? No, the last episode I talked about taking pictures of everything. Mm. Once a month, I'll sit there and go through all of my photos. It's a way for me to reflect on the joy that I had, on the meals that I ate, on the places that I went. And so have a practice that will allow you to look back objectively on the things that you're doing, the things that you enjoy, the things that bring you energy. I think it helps put like happiness into perspective for me it does because i'm busy a lot like i'm always doing something i feel like i work every day why because i work from home so there's never really an off day but when i go back and say god i i did do a lot of really cool fun things for me that's like oh i forgot i had dinner with my sister two weeks ago and we got to hang out with my niece and nephew and oh my god i forgot that we did a zoom call with my dad or i forgot you know like those are things that allow me to reflect and put things into perspective to realize like I do take breaks because sometimes we can lie to ourselves. Yeah. And I think through all of these things that we did, we went through eight different things, like that ability to look at yourself with clear eyes and be objective is so important. And I think when you reflect and you're honest with like, you know, you get away from the emotion of the moment that can kind of sometimes create absolutes where you go, oh, I, I, you know, I'm always working. And when you realize, like to your point, if you have something that can be a token of some sort, a photograph, a note to yourself, something that allows you to reflect and say, I did have a moment of joy today. Mm-hmm. I did have a moment of, of happiness. I did laugh till I cried today. Because I think that those things are energizing. They refresh you. They, they give you the ability to, to show up better and, and re- rejuvenate it for your, for your life and for the people around you. And that is what this is about, right? Mm-hmm. And so although, like we said before, summer is kind of a way to kind of think about rest because I think that there are times where you can take rest and the, the weather's great, but it's also through the winter, through you know the fall, you can do eight these eight things or one of these eight things and it could get you back in the game and feeling much better about the next hour you have or the next day you have to, to grind it out. That's right. And if you are looking to rest and recover, I highly recommend you go back and listen to episode number 117. We interviewed, you interviewed Dr. Sandra Dalton, Dalton Smith, and she talked about the seven different types of rest, which mm-hmm. I think is super important. It's not just about physical rest or sleeping. It's about so much more. And so please Head over, listen to episode number 115. Make sure you guys get the opportunity at some point to rest and recover so that way you can recharge, get back in and chase your dreams with a fully restocked tank. There we go. Have a good one and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Play hard. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. 
hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.